Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, welcome to the Double Drop Kick Show. I'm Heath Mulligan. And I'm Mark Whitman. And hopefully you can hear me now. Yes, we are uh, trying to adjust our microphones. We got all this equipment. Now I feel like the room is echoey. Do you feel that? It does. You got me really loud now, which is good as as opposed to the way you normally do it, where you turn my mic way down low and you turn yours up really high. I'm trying to. As you begin to try to take over the empire. Well, hold on. Let's try this. I'm trying to change some settings here. Hold on. What just happened? All right. Here we go. Oh, I know. So now we're getting more of us and less of the room. Okay. So I'm going to put you at an eight and I'm going to be a seven. Well, uh, just because you didn't know I've executed order 66 (laughs) doesn't mean that. uh, So, hey, it's been a while. There was, um, there you go. (laughs) There was, there was one. Hey, did I mention, folks, uh, this is a Double Drop Kick show. This is the wrestling podcast that's nearly five years old. We're almost 250 episodes in. We talk about the wrestling you grew up with, the wrestling you need to watch now, and stuff. This and we've been down with the dew since day one. That's right. And uh, But it's been a while since we recorded. We had some illness. Thanksgiving was in there. So we, we did probably we have an illness? I, there was one week I was sick. Uh, you Neither, weren't. Well, I couldn't do it. You were hurt. One. You were uh, nursing an injury. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I and then, that. so, but it's been like eight weeks. Has it been that long no. since we recorded? Has it? Yeah, I thought we just missed like two sessions. Maybe three. Which Maybe is like it was. Maybe it was. Hey, yeah, I'm Heath Mulligan. I, I hurt my knee. Great to meet yeah. you. That's right. But the knee's better now, so it's not. That's good. It's not loose. I stepped down off of something, man. Ooh. And it just, you know, it didn't like, I know everybody's had this thing happen to them. Yeah. Where it, it doesn't quite hyperextend it or uh-huh. it doesn't quite go up, but it almost does. And it's almost like everything gets stretched out just a little bit more than it's supposed to be. That's so right. it feels loose. And that's kind of what I had going on, man. Yeah. It was just, it was uncomfortable. It, you know what I mean? It wasn't like painful, but man, every, every so often you would turn around or something, and it would feel like your knee was about to buckle on you. And I just, it was yeah. awful, man. You know what else is uncomfortable? And we talked about this a little bit this morning. And you guys have heard us talk about Diener's Restaurant. That's where we ate breakfast. Uh-huh. We love that restaurant. It's, oh, it's, it's great. great. It's really good. Mm, good people, good food. But their parking lot is awkward. Oh, it's it's beyond awkward. As I it said to you, it's a uh, it's got to be the worst parking lot in South Carolina, which would have to put it in the running for worst parking lot worldwide. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, um, I think there used to be another business. There. Seems like it was a uh, like a, they dealt in like the Polaris four wheelers and dirt well, bikes and. Maybe you're right, but because they maybe they're down, down the road a little bit. Okay, well maybe I'm wrong. Because there's like a little strip mall there that's got a bunch of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but so to give you an idea, for if you've never been to Deaners, it's it's in desperate need of resurfacing. All they need to do is pull up all those uh, barriers that they got. That's right. the problem. The way they're they're so close to one another, right? And it's hard to know. 
Like once you park in the first row where it's clear, I'm going to pull into this spot at this barrier. Right. Once that first row is filled, the rest of them, it's like, all right, do I pull in here? Which way? You don't know which way to pull in. Right. And typically what happens, like today, you were the first person to park on your row. Mm -hmm. And you backed in, I believe. Well, no, I kind of pulled in crooked and then backed up and straightened up and got back in there. I don't know how I did it. Yeah, yeah, now I don't even know that you were driving. I don't even know what you're talking. But – However, you parked. Everybody else that came in after you, we're gonna. They're gonna have to park. They're gonna the have same. to park the way I park. If that's you're right. crooked or you're whatever, they're gonna have to follow suit. Because there's no line. No, there. That's the issue. It's just there's barriers. No and there's really because of the barriers. Once you started in that line, it's hard to get around. And there's like a big telephone pole and it's not just a telephone yes. it's got the grounding wires right that come down and hold it to keep it from swaying in the, in the wind i guess so you got to maneuver around those yeah it's it's like an obstacle course it in is there. it's an awful but i want to say this line. if if the good fi- and listen do not take this as a disparagement of the great good folks at Deaners who are pillars of our community oh man i loved it i love it man uh and if if you if it if the quality of your food went down for you to pave your parking lot, I'll just deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it says a lot about the food that I'll deal with that parking lot. Right. You know. If it were a lesser, let's just say if there were a certain pizza buffet and that pizza buffet had this parking lot, no I, matter what their – what is the name of their dessert? That Sweet Brown Betty or whatever it is. Sweet Georgia Brown. Something like it. It's sweet something. If they had that parking lot, we would not risk it just for the no. dessert. Mm-mm. Not at all. That's got me thinking about lunch now. We just ate like this huge. But I only got the buffet. The, yeah, I only, I only had the buffet. <laughs> I only had all I could eat. Right, right. Uh, speaking of, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I might got myself in yeah, trouble. Did. Yeah, you did. So. Because it's been so long. First of all, we don't. I just even this morning, I was listening to two guys review Raw from this week, which would have been December third or December. I don't know December, December the third. Which yeah. evidently I've heard it was a great episode. Yeah, I've heard the last everybody. I've, I've heard the last two weeks were phenomenal, mm-hmm. just great. And what kills me is I've is to read all of the boy Raw sure sucks now that Roman Reigns isn't there, right? You know that's what's funny to me, man. They need to let this guy wrestle more. This guy's wrestling too much. <sighs> like Why don't I they push Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins is a focal point. It sure does suck. <laughs> yeah, they need to turn Dean Ambrose heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would. It's other- almost like these guys don't know what they're talking about, <laughs> but. So we don't want to rehash Raw, but there was something that happened. Like we want, like even if we didn't do a podcast, there are certain things that happened in wrestling that I would want to talk to you about. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. One of them that happened, and this was big news, was uh, the brawl that broke out with all the women mm-hmm. leading up to Survivor Series, and Becky Lynch gets her face broken. Right. Which uh, is, it was a great segment, and her. The, with her standing there with the blood on her, I've been a fan of hers for a while anyway. Yeah. I think a lot of people have. Everybody saw the um, 
the potential in her yeah. of what she could be. And I mean, I'm glad to see, like, I really am glad for the success she's had. Yes. I think she's hundred percent. I think she's worthy of it. Um, can, I think she's really good. Can I ask you that when she's standing there, like I've always thought Becky Lynch was, was, was pretty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, always like when she is standing there oh, with the blood on her face and she just kind of holds her arm down and she's like, let's go. And she's like, just wanting to take on the world. Uh-huh. Like she, there was a level of hotness there that she achieved that very few WWE female competitors mm-hmm. have ever. Like it was on a different level oh, yeah, than man. anybody. Right. And not just on the, the looks part of things. No, that's man. right. Like the whole, the, it was that, you know, and you don't want to compare it to, to Steve Austin. I don't think that's fair. I, okay, I was thinking that. that same thing. But that moment when he had the blood on his side, that's yeah. blood, man. Blood and a little bit of blood in an era of no blood is a big deal. Blood is uh, yeah, red, red is, green. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what, what what were your thoughts on that? She gets oh, in there. and then she gets hit in the face. Yeah. And then she goes down and crumples up. <laughs> and she's, you know, and she took a stiff shot, man. She took a stiff shot. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know how you, how to feel about that. I mean, it looked like an intentional shot. Right. And I think it probably was. Mm-hmm. The word is that she popped Nia Jax in the back of the head. And right. Nia Jax turned around and popped her in the mouth. Yeah. And I think what made everybody mad. Yeah, is that they want to believe that she's the toughest woman, right, on the roster, and she just got hit one time and proved that she wasn't, right. And I really think that at the end of the day, that's what pe- makes people mad. Yeah, it's that they want to be behind her and they want to believe she's as tough as she. And you know, used to that kind of thing happened all the time. It was nothing. To see somebody get hit in the face and get their nose broke or get right. their eye swole up or get their lip busted. All that stuff was, you know, it used to just happen all the time. Right, man. right. And it wasn't that big a deal, man. And mo- they, most of the time they weren't, there was no pro- concussion protocol. They and weren't going for x-rays. That's the thing, man. Like, you know, 20 years ago, she'd have been back the right. next night and she'd yeah. had her, she'd have had a butterfly strip across her nose and. There wasn't nobody else thought anything about it, but now they're so they're almost overly cautious, right? About the and that's probably not a bad thing, right? Right. To care about the health and well being of of their employees, I don't knock them for that at all. Yeah, and I don't think it's fair to. But man, you know, there's also there's something to be said for the style of of, of the work that WWE does. It's like more people seem to get hurt there than get hurt in New Japan and Ring of Honor, where it's a lot more hard hitting. Yeah. Um, but more people seem to get hurt working that style of the WWE, man. Uh, you know, I don't know what the answer is for that, but I think Ole Anderson told me one time, uh, you know, you were there. Yeah. I think that this, I think he said this then, even if he didn't say it when we were talking to him, I've heard him talk about it before. Mm-hmm. When he used to, meet a new guy he would take his uh his thumb and his ring finger yeah and wrap it around their wrist yeah and he would say all right my fingers touched one another yeah you don't have the bone density to be a professional right like 
and that was his gauge for whether somebody uh, that's such a simple thing yeah. but if he could wrap his fingers around your wrist and his or wrap his hand and your and his fingers overlap one another you didn't have strong enough bones to be a wrestler right and that's not just wrestling you look at the NFL right that's athletics right yeah. you look at the NFL they are looking for a certain size and weight right. for an NFL running back there's a reason that, like, Herschel Walker could go from being a running back to doing MMA, and Brock Lesnar could go from MMA to, to trying out for the Vikings. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those right. guys are athletes. Yeah. And yeah. So a lot of the guys getting into wrestling now are not athletes. That's, it's not that they're not athletic. Yes. There's a difference between being and being athletic. I know a tons. I work with a guy that's athletic. Right. But he's not. He's not an athlete. Yeah. yeah. Like you can you can do 20 flips on a trampoline yeah. and not know how to dribble a basketball. Exactly. Exactly. And you can play a pickup game, a basketball. And, see, and that don't mean you need to be playing in the NFL see, or playing is, in the NBA. This is something that I've struggled with with my son because when I was growing up, you same thing, you had to be able to – Carry yourself at wiffle ball, basketball. You had to be able to play a little bit of everything. Right. Because if you went to a friend's house, most of the time, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, you, there's going to be a foot. You're going to play some football. You're going right, to play some right. basketball. And you had to have just a little bit of. You, of might, skill. Not have, you might not have been able to make the football team, but used to, you had to make yeah. the football team. Yeah. Um, so you might not have been quite good enough to make the football team, right? but you're right. You better be able, if you're shooting baskets, you better be able to make one every once in a while. Because, all right, so let, let's go down this rabbit trail, and I think we can bring it back around to Becky Lynch. Even if we don't, it's okay. Cares? So living under that, living in and growing up how we did, you knew at some point in the weekend, teams are going to be picked. I don't want to be the last person picked for football. No. I was so, never the last person picked for football. So I bet to, I better catch every ball that's thrown to me. Right. I better uh, score some touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I, I better do uh, – so I thought having a son, he he's growing up in a completely different – Oh, God, yeah. Like, it's totally – He's got to be good at playing Madden. Not even he's got to be good at playing. You know, Fortnite is the he he has no interest in sports, and none of his friends do. No, no, they don't. They don't get together. We used to get together and do that. And I always knew, like, I was probably not going. There may be a chance that I was going to be the last guy picked at basketball. I don't know, Mark. You were always so tall, right? I never was. I'm just saying. No, right. If I had been, yeah. I would have. But I knew. That when it came to football, when we used to get together and play football, nine times out of ten, I was one of the, if not the first, I was the first one. Somebody might have picked, uh, I don't, I can't remember, like a Derek, right? Because he was fast, right? All right, so I'm gonna pass the ball to Derek, yeah. But then when it came time for their defensive pick, right? I was always, yeah. I was the number one draft pick on defense, especially if it, especially if we're playing tackle. You're getting yes. picked. Mm-hmm. If we're playing tackle football, you're the number one pick. I was always number one. Because I don't want to get tackled by you. And I, I can remember, 
I will never. And if he hears this, he'll know. Yeah. Tracy Sanders getting up for me tackling him one time and saying, Mark, we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> we're not wearing pads. Right. <laughs> we don't right. have helmets on. We're just playing for fun out here. And we're supposed to be. I mean, he was hot. Yeah. We're supposed to be friends. Yeah. You know, when we played wiffle ball, I was yeah. always going to pick good for wiffle ball because yeah. they knew that if not, even if I couldn't run the bases real fast, <laughs> I could knock the, the, the cover off of the wiffle right, ball. Right, right. And none of us were like a good enough pitcher to where we're going to be striking anybody out in wiffle ball. Right. And, uh, but yeah, my son has, he has, I, I, I love, he has no athletic ability. And I, I've, you know, he, he gets that natural. <laughs> <laughs> the only exercise you get is jumping to conclusions, Heath. You know, his mother played about every sport in high school. Right. Uh, right. Now the And then you got, you know, Kar- Karis is very athletic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take after their mother. <laughs> uh, so... Now you got all these guys wanting to be wrestlers who didn't grow up. They grew up, oh, I'm going to practice this on the trampoline, but they didn't grow up having to be good at 10 different sports. No, they didn't grow up as athletes. They were not athletes, man. And and they were told, they grew up in a society where, well, uh, you can't do picking because you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. <laughs> right. And I don't know if you know this. Wrestlers get their feelings hurt, Mark. Their people Boy, too. that is a fact now. Boy, that is a fact. I can't believe I didn't get uh, Anyway, um, uh, what are we talking about? I don't even know. We didn't have a plan for this. It was like, hey, let's talk. But i tell you what I did like was that, yeah. that uh, it all, like, to me, it wound up being the best thing that could have happened right. to Becky Lynch. It really was. Like, yes. if there's a silver lining to her getting put out of that one match, number one, it was an incredible match between Charlotte and and Ronda Rousey. Yes. Just incredible. And then the post-match beatdown, somebody said, man, that's one of the best things I've seen the women do. I was like, no, that's one of the best things I've seen in wrestling yeah. in 10 years. That beatdown was so vicious. And the, her, there was just a little bit of blood. And the, it wasn't that much, man. But it was just enough blood that it made it look legitimate. Yeah. Oh, and then the welts. And and just the fact, this Charlotte, just her whole countenance. Yeah. During that whole thing. Oh, she's great, man. She sold it. And yeah. I was buying. I was like, I think she's, I don't think she likes Ronda Rousey. And, and Rousey, I mean, to her credit. Did a great job selling that, and I, I thought to myself when I was watching that, I thought if they really want to help her, yeah, help Rousey, they need to bring in two guys to work with her. And I always throw these two guys out. Number one, they need to bring in Ricky Steamboat, yeah, to to teach her how to make that big fiery. Babyface comeback. Right. I don't know that anybody ever had the fire that Ricky Steamboat did on a comeback. Yeah. So they need to bring him in mm-hmm. and let him spend a month in the ring with her. Yeah. And then when they get done with that, they need to take care of the previous. Or it doesn't matter what order yeah. you do it in, but then they need to bring in Ricky Morton. 
and they need to put her in the ring with Ricky Morton for about a month. Yeah. And let him really teach her how to sell. Yeah. Because she's already does a good job at both of those things. Right. That's she's right. She's very good. Both of those aspects of her game are, are really good. But if she could spend some time with those two guys, man, they could take her to the next level, man. Oh, I absolutely uh, – I, oh, I 100% agree. The The thing that hit me most about this, this Becky Lynch injury is that is – she had the same injury I had uh, when I got my concussion out of camp. <laughs> uh-huh. And so, like, dude, I got a – all-state track athlete ran into me. His shoulder, like he was a tall kid. His shoulder hit my face, broke my eye socket, broke my nose. I mean, it was the same thing. Didn't need surgery, but, it, you know, you had all these little fractures. Looked about, I mean, I would love to have seen her Darth Maul eye. But that – it made me – I don't know what the word I'm trying to say. It made me appreciate her injury because I understand understood the force right. it took – but she got injured like that from getting punched in the face, and you got injured like that. Playing kids. Playing kids. It, was, it was a kid's camp. We were playing cat. But, but I, so I also want to say I understand how hard Nia Jax hit her. I know, man. She drilled her, dude. Yeah. She drilled her. Right. And. I mean, she dropped. She dropped when she hit her. It was, like, I, did it they was ever, impressive, Did man. they ever say if she lost consciousness? I don't know if she did or not. I mean. Because I was out. I went well, out. She's probably tougher than you are, Becky Lynch. I mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She hey, is. I don't think there's a probably about it. Well, she's Irish. Yeah. She's got that Irish blood. You know what I mean? <laughs> um. Yeah, it's good though, man. I like it worked out good for her. She took that opportunity and ran with it on social media. It's worked out good for no, whether you like her or you don't. Nia yeah. Jax. I mean, what, at that point, what do you do? I mean, you can't just you know you almost have to do the Ivan Drago. If she dies, she dies. Right. Routine. Right. And go with it. That's all they can do at that point. There's really no reason to punish her. Right. In the at least right now. If you want right. to punish her, you punish her later. But right now, she, you've already got her lined up for a match with Rousey. Right. So you take that and you and you use it. So my thing, too, another added bonus of all of this is they were going to have this Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey match with, what, a two-week buildup? Yeah. And this injury almost gives us – it gives this match – I mean, God forbid – we get a build for a match mm-hmm. that's longer than a month or a week. Yeah. Or and you just keep them apart. <clears throat> and all you got to do is have a is have uh, you you know they got the triple threat tables match. You have Oscar win. Somebody goes through a table. Oscar wins the title. You take it off of Becky. Charlotte and Becky go into the Royal Rumble, and you have a disputed finish. And then you do a three way match, and you main event WrestleMania with a match that's hot that people care about. That's going to be. I mean. WWE's women are not quite at the level of the all Japan women in the nineties. Yes. But they're getting pretty close. Yeah. They're they're on their heels. Those matches from all with Manami Toyota and Akira Hokuto and Bull Nakano and, and Aja Kong, that stuff I don't know that WWE's ever gonna 
Right. With their, I don't know that their women's matches are going to reach that level, but there's there's a potential there that they could. So you would say that fans uh, making claims like Charlotte's the greatest woman wrestler of all time. Or, See, I haven't heard that. I mean, I oh oh, oh. well, I'm in. You avoid Facebook groups like that. Right. I dive into them head first. Uh, for sometimes I don't even See, know. See, I was under the impression that the people didn't like Charlotte. Well, I'm just saying that. But some of them have even said, oh, Becky Lynch is the greatest of all time. No, absolutely not. Yeah, and I, it, but again, we were talking about this at breakfast, and we'll probably talk about this on another episode. People, If, if the only women's wrestling you've ever watched – is WWE the last three or four years? I can see how you could oh, yeah. say that. I, listen, Charlotte is probably the best women's wrestler WWE's ever had. Right. The the the, the discussion there that they're the best, at least with what I know Medusa right. is, is pretty tough yeah. to beat internationally, but yeah. for the work that she did in WWE I don't you know, but that was a lot to do with the opponent. I mean they brought in uh, Bull Nakano or right. Nakano to uh, to have a deal with her, and they had a really good match at Survivor Series that year. And WCW brought in um, Akira Hokuto to have some matches with her, and those were really good matches. But North American wise, yes, yeah, so these girls now are are, are probably the best. Yeah, and Sherry Martell, we never really here got to see. I don't think what she was really ca- Sherry was so good that she could get in there and bump for men. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, and it, so I don't. It's kind of unfair. To, it's like trying to compare, um, you know, Kenny Omega to Ric Flair. It's really not fair. Right, right, right. You know, because Ric Flair had to do an, do something that Kenny Omega doesn't have to do. Kenny Omega has to go in there and have a great match with a great opponent. Yeah. Ric Flair used to have to go have great matches with people that didn't deserve to be in the ring with him. Right. So it's two different things, man. And I think in Harley Race. Used to have to go have matches that the guy in the back of the arena would say, "Man, Harley races is this, or Harley races is worth it." You know what I mean? Yeah. So just, you have to compare them in the era that they did it in. So uh, a couple years ago at Fan Fest, uh, Harley Race was there. You got to meet him, got your picture made with him, got a sign print. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ordered one of those prints because I had to. I was gone that day. I had a wedding. You ditched me. I got to meet Harley. Which is, really seems to be becoming a a pattern with you of ditching me. I pay you. I, I literally pay you in other ways now. Oh, now I'm your employee? No, no, no. Now, now I work for you? No. no, no. That's what you said? I pay you? No, no, no. no sorry. I I need to phrase that better. Because I've been under the assumption that you and me were partners I, I all this sh- time. sharing the wealth. I am sharing the spoils of our labor. Anyway, I got to meet Harley Race, uh-huh. got him to sign my boot. Thank you very much. Uh-huh. He was like, I wish I could go back in time and keep that boot. <laughs> uh, but I got to say to Harley Race, I just want you to know the bounty. The Take the Money promo. That's one of my favorite. Like, I've grown to love it. You told him that? Take the money. He's like, thank you very much. He had the longest line at Russell King. I'm sure he did, man. Yeah, because he, uh, he's not going to no. be doing many more of those, man. No. He, uh, 
dude, and just set like it, it was. It was. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, Harley. Har- Har- Harley's older, obviously. Right. His health's not good. He's he was in a wheelchair, and you just saw like he he just was man. He was just he was the champ, man. He was just such a professional. And I mean, I mean, let me say this, and 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 I, if I'm wrong about this, someone please correct me. Okay. Oh, I will. But the WrestleCade Fan Fest was three hours. And in that three hours, I saw uh, most of the big names on the back wall. Rob Van Dam. I saw during that three hours, a lot of them – well, no, excuse me. It was five hours. I saw a lot of them take breaks. Uh They would leave and go somewhere. Harley Race had a line from 10 until 3. Because I kept – he was on the same aisle as us. Mm-hmm. And I kept going down there to check. And I don't know that Harley Race took a break. He may have. Again, I'm just saying from where I was at and walking around, every time I went down there to see if the line was shorter, it wasn't. Right. And he was there signing. Mm-hmm. And that – like, it just – I don't know, man. He's – thank you. you. You're the one that really kind of – I knew who Harley Race was, but you made me a true believer – and uh, and I went up to the guy and I said, "Take my money! I want him to sign my boot." Somebody, oh, <laughs> I rewatched that, and he's like, "There's like this awkward pause." Ka- kabuki, <laughs> kabuki. <laughs> he, you tell he's just trying to think of names, just names of assassins. Uh, speaking of promos, like I think another thing through this thing with Becky Lynch is her promos have kind of. Taken on, like, yeah, yeah. I always thought she did pretty good promos, anyway. But I mean, she's—you're right. She's taking it to the next level. She's using social media, man, which is yeah, a big thing, man. People love that stuff, and she's good, man. She's good. Um, quote me on that, Becky Lynch. She's good. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> That's a frameable quote, Becky Lynch. Colon, she's good. Uh, so. Go go over again how you would book this up to WrestleMania. You got the TLCs coming yeah, up. Yeah, I would a put the weeks. title on Oscar. I'd, I'd have a dispute. I'd put uh, Becky and Charlotte in the uh, in the Royal Rumble, and I'd do the. I think Bret Hart and uh, Lex Luger. We uh-huh. went over together, uh, or something along those lines. Just a disputed finish. Yeah, uh, both of them hit the floor at the same time, kind of deal, and then I go to a three way. And they both decide they want Rousey's title, and you have a three-way between the with, with those, and that's your WrestleMania main event. And I think they kill it, man. I do. I too. think they kill it, and I think that's when somebody finally beats Rousey. Listen, Oscar and Charlotte last year, or this year, two thousand eighteen, their match was so good it almost killed the crowd. Yeah, yeah, like, it was a good match because that match. was very early in the card, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I might even at WrestleMania have – because I don't know when Rousey's leaving, mm-hmm. but I know, I'm know i pretty sure she signed a one-year deal. Right. And it, maybe I'm wrong. Right. I, don't, I don't know. I hadn't read into it. But I know she's made some comments about wanting to start a family. So I don't know how long she's going to be there. Right. This may just be a dream thing for her. Yeah. Um, you could You could go to SummerSlam with Becky hitting her finish. Charlotte ditching her out of the ring and pinning Rousey and taking that victory away from, from Becky Lynch. 
because that's who the fans want to see is Becky. Yeah. So they can get behind her now chasing Charlotte to SummerSlam. That would make sense. Right. So they probably won't do any of that. How, so that's how you would book it. How do you think they're going to book it? <laughs> who's in the Who's in the TLC match? I don't. I know. would say Oscar uh, will probably pin Becky Lynch, and then she'll lose to Carmella, and then she'll no, lose I, to Naomi, <laughs> and then she'll lose to Lana, and then she'll lose to Carrie Sane. And then a month before WrestleMania, they'll rebuild her and put her in there. And then she'll, she will have been a baby face all this time. And then for no reason, she'll be a heel the next week. Yeah. And then she'll hug Charlotte for no reason. And, <laughs> she'll be a heel that whole time. And then at the end of the WrestleMania match, she'll shake hands. Right. I saw yeah, that's probably how they'll book Somebody you. posted how Nia Jax had been booked since Royal Rumble. And it was like. She's a heel this night, baby. Yeah. Heel, and it, it's crazy. That's, like it's not just fifty-fifty booking. It's we don't know. They just plug them into whatever role they need them to be in now. Instead, and I think that's a problem that people have. One of the biggest problems with the company is like when I used to watch. Um, I knew who Hulk Hogan was, mm-hmm. and I knew what Hulk Hogan stood for. Mm-hmm. And when Hulk Hogan turned heel, it meant something. Yeah, because I knew yes. what he had spent. 20 years standing up for. Right. You know, I knew what Ric Flair stood for. Mm-hmm. I knew who he was. And when he turned babyface, it meant something. Yeah. And he joined Sting. Yeah. It meant something. Yeah. Because I knew when Bret Hart was the Canadian hero, and then he took a steel chair to Steve Austin after he was already beaten, that was a big deal because I knew who Bret Hart was up until that point. Yeah. Now you don't know who any of these people They're whoever they need them to be this yeah. week. Eh, whatever, whatever. Just go do this. Just go say that. There's no investment in who these people are as a as a character, as a gimmick, right. as a personality, and, and as a, with a moral code. Yeah. You know, I knew who Steve Austin was. Yeah. And when he hugged Vince McMahon, it mattered. Yeah. That was a heel turn. Yeah. It was a bad one. Right. It shouldn't have happened. Right. But at least it made sense. Well, it didn't make any sense, but it but it, it meant something because right. he had he hated Vince McMahon. Right. So how much more did he hate? What did he have to do to finally beat The Rock? So that helped The Rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that heel turn helped The Rock. So yeah, so I would go back and even Austin says, "Oh, he should have." It was bad yeah. for him, mm-hmm. but it was great for The Rock. Right. Yeah, but now they just come out each week and whatever they need to be. It's almost like a eighties horror movie. It's like, all right, we need this guy, and you're going to die in this scene, and this guy, and you know, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. So anyway, those are our thoughts. Uh, and if you're listening to this and you're trying to be a wrestler, hey, go to Ole Anderson's house, and if his fingers touch around your wrist. Find something else to do. <laughs> but I, you're, you're exactly right. I think we're – even recently, we've seen more and more injuries, and I think it's a twofold – I think it's a threefold thing. Number one, we're more aware of injuries. Mm-hmm. Number two, people try and do stuff that's just not humanly possible. And not for th- everybody. Right. Well, I mean – yeah. Just because Kenny Omega can do it, 
Just because the young bucks can do it doesn't mean you can do it. That's true. That's true. And then the third, I think it goes back to the the body composition. Mm-hmm. Um, people just do not have the the body composition to uh, just because you're athletic. It doesn't make you a professional level athlete. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. So, hey, if you want to hear more great content like this, you need to go subscribe. DoubleDropKick.com. Right there at the top of the page. There's like 10 different ways to subscribe to this podcast. And some of y'all are out here, make, out here making excuses. That's a rant for another day. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I had somebody say, well, I don't know how to use a podcast app. You can get this in your email. You know how to use email? If you don't know how to use email, I don't know. What you can get this in your email, really? Yeah, you can get the RSS feed. Subscribe via email whenever <clears throat> we post a new episode. Hmm. It's I've gonna, never used an RSS feed. It was mainly like for blogs and stuff. Oh. Uh, and, and like you can take, so like if you're a patron of this show, hey, Patreon, Patreon.com slash double dropkick. You're missing Heath. <laughs> <laughs> Spread his ignorance. <laughs> All over a bunch of wrestling that nobody cares about. <laughs> I, uh, let me listen. Let me correct you there. I don't think it's ignorance. Of course you don't. <laughs> of course you don't. I like that you didn't say that it was a bunch of wrestling that nobody cares about. You didn't argue. Oh, that I far. think I'm. I think. Uh, I think our conversation at breakfast. No, they do care. It's a. I th- there's a segment that cares. Oh, absolutely. And and you have to find. The segment that you're trying to cater to. Mm-hmm. and But patreon.com slash double dropkick. Once you become a patron, there's actually an RSS feed there that any audio <coughs> uh, any audio that's uploaded to that site that's you know behind the scenes or anything like that, you're going to get it in your podcast app, things like that. Hey, it's also, it's Christmas time. What better time to try something new? The SOS Custom Wrestling Network. You can join today. SOSCustomNetwork.com. Use the code Xmas18 and you're going to get a free month. That's good until the end of December. So, until the end of December, whatever day you join, you get a free month and you can see uh, one of the top rated shows of October. And that's One Night Only with Mark Whitman, where Mark Whitman, we draw names out of a hat. He creates a dream card. Uh, big ratings there in, uh, in October. It's like six people watch there. <laughs> It was more than more than six. Uh, it was between six and a thousand. But you watched it four times. I don't watch it on uh, my. The, when I watch it, it doesn't count against the views. Right. I want the statistics to be pure, unless it's my stuff. And sometimes, you know, it's nice to see that your you know shows are top rated in their own way. I'm a mark. Hey, if you're not a mark for yourself. Don't right. expect anybody else. That's, that's true. That's true. Uh, we're all that's st- our, you know, we, we, we've talked and, we, you know, we say it a lot. And I heard you and Boomer talking about it the other day, that the self-awareness thing. And I'm sometimes too self-aware. Right. As You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm too self-aware sometimes. Right. For my own good. No, I no. 100%. I'm very much the guy that, like, when you were, you and Boomer were like, no, like, well, people want to see you do this uh 20-minute time limit. And I'm like, nobody wants to – nobody cares about that. 
Right. You know what I mean? And you guys are like, no, people do. Like people I, want to I see I got it, a man. message this morning. I got a message this morning from a new subscriber to the network. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and this person became a $15 patron, which gets you an automatic subscription. Mm-hmm. He messaged me and said, I just, this is true. He said, I just binge watched all the 20 minute time limits. They're great. And this is one of the most, this is somebody who is very critical of wrestling, uh-huh. very critical of a lot of modern wrestlers. And I'm like, you're joking, right? He's like, no. I said, well, which one's your favorite? He's like, I liked them all. I thought they were all great. Uh-huh. I'm like, really? And like, it, I, again, with stuff like that and the one night only, we're trying to do stuff. There's nothing. Maybe people will like it. Maybe they won't. We won't know till they try. Right, right. I'm talking about like specifically me though. For you to talk to me, to for me to be on the 20 minute time limit episode is what I'm saying. Like I'm thinking the whole time. Like why? Why am I doing this? Nobody cares about this. They want us. We got Savannah Evans here. <laughs> why do they want to have me on this thing for when you can talk to her? You know, who's she's so good, man. Yeah, you know. So nice. She's, yeah, she's, if you, you better go see her. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's talk about that. Let's end with this, because I was at a show, you talked about a heel turn. I was at a show, PWX, Shelby, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Savannah Evans is the sweetheart of the Carolinas. Right. Uh, has, has earned every accolade that she's gotten. She turned heel. Uh-huh. She joined the syndicate. Uh-huh. And, uh. It meant something. Crowd was like, one, as soon as she came out, you know, kind of had her face covered and everything. You, you, and it took a minute to tell, okay, that's a woman. And then it's like you realize it's her. And, like, there was a collective, oh, my goodness, in the crowd. Because we're used to, we're not, this, we saw a completely different side of Savannah Evans. Mm-hmm. And her fa- like, Savannah doesn't listen to this podcast. Like, I'm sitting, watching her in the ring, and I am seeing her do things uh, fa- uh, facial-wise and moving around that I've never seen her do before. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, yeah, I think it goes back. I think it meant something. And I think, you know, when eventually my heel turn comes, I, I think the heel turn you had booked for me. Uh, I think that would have been. It would have been huge, man. It would have been a big deal because everybody likes you. Apparently, except for Chief J. Eagle. (laughs) I'm listening. I'm interested to hear about this. You haven't told me what happened yet. Can we? We're going to do that on another show. The next thing we're going to record is I just got some questions for you. Okay. All right. Hey, so make sure you subscribe, rate, review. Uh, go to our Facebook group, The Wrestling Guru Up With. We're on social media. Mark's on, where are you at? You're on Twitter? Twitter at the DDK Show. And Instagram. Instagram, and I don't remember the, the handle. It's like Mark DDK Show or something like that. Right, right. And that's where you really see. Yeah, that's me, though. That's You're not going to see wrestling stuff there. You really don't see wrestling on, if, on Harley. Except I'll Twitter sometimes, and then, right. but I mainly just talk wrestling in the patrons group. Yeah, yeah. And I don't do much of that anymore because it's all about Heath. I don't. I don't think so. Anyway, oh, you know so. Like, let's be honest. It is. I'm just trying to. I told you before, man. I, we were, we're Walt and Roy, and I've just had to accept that you're Walt now. You know, I was Walt for a while. <laughs>
<laughs> you know what I mean? I was the Walt of this group for a long time. And now the tables have turned and you're Walt and I just gotta I gotta eat it and But without Roy there is. is no Walt. And without Walt there is no Roy. Walt consistently paid for Roy's breakfast. <laughs> you know what I mean? When Walt and Roy stopped at the gas station, Walt bought the Mountain Dew. <laughs> So I can I can live with being Roy. You just got to let me process it a little bit. You got to put up with. I know I'm not the easiest person in the world to get along with. I know that I wear my feelings on my sleeve sometimes, and I don't hide nothing though. No, that's I right. say what I think, man. You always know where, you, you always I say know what where I think, and we Mark. always, it, you know, we talked at breakfast this morning about some of this stuff. Yeah, and I'm I'm real with our people. Right. I'm real with you. Yeah. I'm dealing with it. Right. I don't necessarily like it. Right. <laughs> but, right. but I'm dealing with it. <laughs> because I know, like, ultimately, it's going to level back out. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, what I, for me, what our hope, what my hope would be is that the, the people who started listening to your stuff. Right. Will we'll begin to listen to this stuff. That's right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, then, and then it will. It will grow. I don't expect anybody to just say, oh, I've never heard this guy. Let's hear what he says. I, I think what we've done a great job as we're, we're getting ready to celebrate five years podcasting is we've all, we've always adjusted like this is, has become something totally different than what we started out doing. Uh-huh. And we, we, you know, we've had to make adjustments along the way and, uh, but I, I think we've adjusted in ways that has uh, – we realize at the end of the day, if you're, if you're entertaining other people but it's not fun or you're not entertaining yourself, um, that it's not any fun. What was great about today was we hadn't seen each other so long and you walk in and it was like – this is exactly what I thought. It was like we were two comedians and we had just been saving up material. It was yeah, all yeah. non wrestling. Uh-huh. And just some of the, like, we just spent the first 15 minutes laughing right. at breakfast. And that was great. And mm-hmm. it was like, we just kind of picked up uh, and just, um, and and I said, dude, we should take these and, and make them like the opening of the show. So, like, the parking lot talk. That's what we talked about at breakfast. You right, know? right. And, um, yeah. Which is always the danger of eating breakfast. Right. Because we do, like, what you got, the little parking lot thing was a lot better. Right. At breakfast. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And that's no. what we've always talked about was we should just record everything. Cause right. we try to redo things, and it's never quite as good as the first time. But, but. we didn't talk any anything of substance, really, wrestling-wise. <sighs> no, it breakfast. was no. Like, we talked about Baby It's Cold Outside. And, <clears throat> Which, if you, you know, go back, I think I predicted this, this song was going to get... Uh, Poo pooed. You probably did. So, anyway, uh, this podcast ain't getting poo pooed. You need to subscribe. You need to rate us. Give us a good rating. And you need to become a patron. Just hey, we're trying to build a community here, and it's become a pretty cool community. And uh, it's it's fun to hang out. So hey, cool. <laughs> Listen, I believe it was Sandy Mulliken who said this, and she was right. Heath. You're a nerd, and all your friends are nerds. 
<laughs> and you know what, mom, if you're listening, uh, which I don't know if you know this, my mom's never used RSS feed either. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, thank the Lord. Uh, mom, we're nerds and we're happy. Uh, you know, that's who I am. And there you go. So sorry to disappoint. So anyway, thanks for listening to this episode of the Double Dropkick Show. As always, I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.